0: Welcome to St. Corey Christian Center and our most recent podcast as we go through the book of Ephesians chapter by chapter and verse by verse as we learn what it means to be equipped. God bless you and have a wonderful day. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. I therefore, someone said I'm therefore getting tired here hearing this chapter. There's a reason why I'm on it. I don't want to talk it. I want to see us live it. I don't want to just say I believe it. I want to say I live it. I'm declaring it. This is not just the Word of God. This is God's Word for me and God's Word within me, and I'm going to live and breathe and speak this Word. Amen? So Paul says, I therefore am the prisoner of the Lord, and I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with all longsuffering and bearing with one another in love. And this is what our focus is today, verse number three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring, everybody say endeavoring, to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Paul is saying here, you can't start unity. You are not the pioneer of unity and you're not the apostle of unity. You are the steward of it. It is now up to the church to steward that which the spirit has been born. If you look at Ephesus and if you do a little, I'm a bit of a history buff. And if you look at the city of Ephesus in the day, not so much when the the time when Paul showed up, but the city of Ephesus itself had been around for quite some time, been through quite a bit of things, the ups and the downs that we would consider now modern day Turkey. But when Paul arrived there, the city was rather established. It had a lot of history. It had a lot of diversity. It had a lot of religions. It had a lot of gods. It had their own system. It had their own religious system that was um, to be believed the religion of the day. And Paul kept introducing Christ. He kept introducing Christ. And, of course, if you do any bit of study at all, you'll find that through his work, and not just his work, but the work of the church, the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ spread through Ephesus like wildfire. Later on in years, it was even declared that Christianity would be the faith or the religion of the city of Ephesus at a later time as Paul and the church established the churches. But he writes in the middle of all this that we have a role to play in this role we're playing, which is to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. He's like, this is not something that is an option. This is not something that's an elective. This is just as imperative as it is loving God and loving one another, but endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This is something that Jesus Christ instituted, and it is now our privilege and opportunity to bring unity. Say, how in the name of sense can you bring unity in 2021? I'll tell you how the Holy Spirit. You cannot through fleshly means create unity, it's like herding cats it's not going to happen. Amen? You look at Jesus Christ and what did he do? He chose 12. But those 12 men couldn't be any different than what they were. They were so different from one another. Different backgrounds, different education, different careers, different mindsets, different thoughts on culture of thinking and culture in itself. And, and as they even grew in Christ, we, we see how that Even their mindset of the kingdom. If you do a deeper study with the disciples, you will see that they sort of divided themselves in groups of three. And there was three over here that thought they were the most beloved. And there was a group over here that said, surely I'm the one that's got all the power. And then, of course, you got one like Peter who speaks up and wants to take everything in his own hands. And you get all these. But you notice what Jesus did? He didn't fall into any one of those categories. You with me so far? He barreled right down to the cause and he barreled right down to the purpose and he barreled right down to the point. It's not about who's the most popular. It's not about who's the most powerful. It's not about who's the most educated. It's not about the one that's the most outspoken. It's about saving souls. It's about establishing the kingdom of of heaven on earth. It's about that purpose, and my purpose is to reach the world. And Jesus basically said, it can't be done without me. You guys all tried your thing through the letter of the law. That did not work, but follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. And I would submit to you today that through the power of the Holy Spirit, that even during these crazy, chaotic, polarized times, we can have unity. I will submit to you today, unity does not mean we may all believe the same things. If we sat down and talked about end times, pre trip, post trip, mid trip, whatever trip you want to be, and I'm just going to get on the trip and go. But if we had a discussion about that or Daniel, Ezekiel, we could talk about all kinds of different topics, I assure you. We may not all agree on the same thing, but I'm pretty sure this morning, whether you're here in person or online, we all agree on one thing right now. We are on the mission to see Jesus be manifest in Charlotte County and souls be saved. That is the purpose. And if we could define unity, it's not about being together and me thinking like you and you thinking like me and me wearing the same clothes as you wear and you wearing the same clothes as i wear and having the same haircut and having the same car and having the same house and having the same pets it's about this we are under one heaven under one purpose under one god and if we want unity it's not about that i'm glad we're all different it keeps things very interesting we'll go back a little bit last week paul said he prefaced this it was predicated on some factors and one of them was called tolerate you got to put up with each other we have to tolerate one another. Look at all those smiling faces. You mean I got to put up with that saw chuck over there and that one that tore a strip off me and that one that hurt me and that one that I don't agree with? Yeah, you do. If you ever find your train going off the unity track, say, what's my purpose? Right, My purpose across the board with the Christian faith is to see people come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Amen? That's the purpose. Amen? We can in this day and age. I realize we could find all kinds of purposes. (laughs) Take your pick. But at the end of the day, you know what? This is all going to go away. Amen? And my focus is heart and soul to reach people for the cause of Jesus Christ. Notice 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. We should know it by now. You are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood and a holy nation. Amen? And his own special people that you may be proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into a marvelous light. Amen? If you want to know the purpose today of the church, it is simply to save the lost and to edify them and disciple them and grow them. Amen. That's the purpose of the church. It's the purpose. That's what keeps the unity together. And guess what? No surprise. It's not some new wave of revelation or knowledge or understanding. But I guarantee you as sure as God is about the purpose of bringing souls to him the enemy is doing everything that he can he doesn't really care about the world he's already got it for he is the prince and the power of the air but the church sits in a realm and the church resides in a level that is much higher than air much higher than just that little realm that we call the terra firma planet earth but we sit and reside and reside in a place where we are higher than that and he says you know what i am putting you in that position of authority." on this earth and the enemy's job is not to go after the world is to create as much chaos in the church that he possibly can. I may be a little bold this morning when I make a few statements but I think they need to be said. I don't care what your viewpoint is on what's going on in this earth right now. But if you look at your brother or you look at your sister and you think you're more powerful, more educated, or higher than the other one because of a decision you made or did not make, we need to stop that now. Amen. We are under one God, under one purpose under heaven, and that is to reach the loss for Jesus Christ. Amen. It's okay to have discussion. It's okay to have debate. But I'm telling you right now, the enemy, he's trying to get a foothold. He'll try to do all he can to cause chaos. in the ram, I'm not talking just this church. I'm talking in the church. And he'll do all he can to create chaos. But I make up my mind, you know what, under one purpose. I'm not just a lowly old dude just barely getting by. You know what? I am a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. You know what? I'm a special person. And I'm going to proclaim the praises of God. You can have your viewpoint whatever you want. God bless you for it. God love you for it. God bless your heart for it and so on and such forth. But my viewpoint in the name of Jesus, we must, we must, we must be about the Father's business. We must be about the reaching of the hearts and under the purpose. And you can see it over and over and over. I just gave a few examples. In the last two weeks of prayer, meeting. mean, whether it's John chapter 11, where Jesus kept right on going. He could have been sidetracked three ways to Sunday. But he said, we're going to the grave. Amen? How do you do it? The purpose, find the purpose. The purpose, reach the lost. Grow them. Love them. You can't do it yourself, but through the power of the name of Jesus brings them together. What was it that kept the 12 together? If Jesus had disappeared off the face of the earth before the cross, that three heaven knows how many factions would have been created. How do we know of the most powerful faith and the only faith on the earth? And the reason I say the only faith on the earth is because we serve the God who hears, understands. Heals. There's no other God in any other faith system that heals and delivers and sets free and breaks bondages off of people and gives people not hope for a couple of days, but hope for eternity the moment you turn towards him. And when you and I find, say, what can I do in these crazy, chaotic times? I'm going to preserve the unity. I got this bottle of preserves. One interpretation of chapter 4, verse 3 says to preserve. The unity not create it not get some program off of Google but preserve that which has been given you Bonnie made this jar of beets I think there they're preserved they have to be properly stored in a proper place I got to preserve that until it's time to crack her open and have at her how do we preserve unity in the body of Christ where you know and I know full well the enemy would love to come in and create all kinds of diversica- diversification and polarization. How? I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. Amen. John one, three and all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made. That was made Hebrews seven twenty five. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. I'll bring another one out to you, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 and 47. They, who's they? The church, the apostles, the disciples, the gatherers, the followers of the way they were called. In Acts chapter 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. All believers together had all things in common. Does that mean they all believed and they never had an argument? They never had a debate? They never had a discussion? They never had differences? No, of course not. With the moment you put three or five people, even ten or fifteen in a room, we will have differences, but we can all have all things in common, even though we may be a little bit different in certain ways. Amen? But he says, you know what? They all sold their possessions and goods and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need of an Day by day, the Lord added to the number those who were being saved. They brought all kinds of people together with all kinds of crazy, chaotic backgrounds, but they found common ground. My prayer of the churches, this one and all of them, we always, I don't care what's going on in this earth, we find common ground. We find things that are common. So, you know what? We can work it here. We can get together here. We can join together here. We can pray together here. We can come together here. And you know what? The unity. And Paul just thrusts us because he knows as we jumps into chapter 5 and 6 when we talk about warfare. If we don't have unity in ourselves and in the bodies of Christ, warfare, we will be weaklings. So, we find a purpose. We have the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And right now, we have the power of the Holy Spirit. He said in Acts one and eight, he said to his followers, you will receive power after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. But you need the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because again, the power of the Holy Spirit established the church it established unity. It was something that was birthed from the very beginning. It was manifested at Calvary. It was poured out. Unity was poured out. How do we know? Because Paul began to sort of almost expound here in a a very deeper way. He said there is one body and there is one spirit. And he says, just as you were called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God of Father above all. And it is in all and through you all and in you all. He expounds to say, God is one. There's one hope. There's one church. There's one faith. And folks, let's preserve this. Let's keep this together in a world that's spoiled or rotten. In a world that is falling apart, and every kind of decay and disruption and division you could ever ask for, you can find it out there. It's sad that in this day and age, you are no longer known as your first name, but you're either known as a person that's on this side or a person that's on that side. That was not birthed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And my heart is this, is that spirit that's going on on this earth saying you're either over here or you're over here does not creep into the church because I don't find that in this book. Oh, the enemy loved for it to be our focus and our attention, our push and our that. And my friends, fine, so be it if that's how a person wants to grow and go. But Paul says, you know what? We got a job to do church. Preserve. May I say it to you in this way this morning? I'm sharing this from my heart. And the reason that I have shared it the way that I have this morning is because I've heard so much talk over church world and church life about we got to get unity. We got to get unity. We got to get unity back in the body of Christ. We got to create unity in the worship team. We got to create unity in the Sunday school team. We got to create unity in the youth team and Sunday school team and in the community and the prayer groups and all the stuff that's going on around our communities. And we got to create unity amongst the churches. so the pastors get along. But the more I read about it, I realize we don't got to create anything. We are stewards of something that was already given us. In other words, I don't have a right in the kingdom of God. I don't have a right in the kingdom of God to say my say is the only say, and that's the way it is. And if you don't talk the way I talk and think the way I think, I'm going to be condescending and look down upon you. Ooh. Spirit religion just said, E my, oh, my, ouch. But Paul said, preserve the unity. Keep it together, that which has been birthed. And here's what I want to just bring out in our hearts today is this. The church is the steward of unity. We talk about stewardship of gifts. We talk, we talk about stewardship of finance. We talk about stewardship of the house of God. But little talk has been given about stewardship of peace. The perfect picture. peace and unity and bringing it all together was given when Jesus Christ was reconciled to sin sin was reconciled to Jesus and Jesus defeated sin at Calvary's cross and the picture perfect of unity was given at Calvary's cross when Jesus cried out and he said father if it not be your will just let this cut pass from me but if it's so let your will be done That, my friend, is the picture-perfect flashpoint of unity. And it was manifest from the heart of Jesus on Calvary's cross. It was given out and manifest, here is unity. But it never stopped there. It was given out to the churches through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul's saying, now, as you saw this on Calvary's cross, now it's your job and my job to be good stewards of unity. How do you do it? Glad you asked. It's quiet in the room. Ha ha ha. Philippians chapter two, verse two. Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of mind. Does that say you got to all think and we all got to think like, talk like? No. But guess what? One purpose under heaven. One focus under heaven. One motivation under heaven. You know what? Going to get like-minded. It's like when I go into somebody's room and they're fighting a disease or infirmity. Their mind is, oh, me, oh, my, I'm sick. Oh, me, oh, my, I'm all upset. Oh, goodness, I got a bad report from the doctor. Oh, I'm getting a bad report from the doctor. Oh, I just read a report from the doctor. And I'm over here saying, no, you're healed. You're set free. We're not like-minded. So what do I do? I begin to give them scripture. I begin to prophesy and pray over them and say you know what let's get like-minded do you believe he's your healer I sure do do you believe he can resurrect you yes I do do you believe the cancer can go yes I do are you healed yes I am I'm going to pray yes we will and for too long we get like-minded we get like-minded start having all things in common yeah the reports sitting there but I'm about to throw it through the shredder why because I'm getting like-minded Romans 14 and 9, Paul brings it out again. He knew the secret sauce to break through. He knew what brought an awakening. He knew what would bring the supernatural into the natural was the unity. Romans 14 and 19, make every effort to keep the oneness of the spirit in the bond of peace. The Amplified version breaks it down. It says each individual working together to make the whole successful. What's that song we sing? When we all pull together 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 when we all pull together how happy we'll be for your work is my work and our work is God's work. When we all pull together how make every effort that we can so we can see that the whole is successful Colossians chapter 3. Verse 13 of 14, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of us has a grievance against someone, forgive as even the Lord himself forgave you. Wow, that's tough stew. I think there's deer meat in that stew. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in one perfect unity. Boy, it's quiet in here this morning. Oh, I know someone's listening. I know the Spirit's been yakking at me all week long. I know. I've heard lots of yakking, but I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. I got to. I got to. I remember working on the dairy farm, and I'm just about done in case you're wondering. Someone said hallelujah. But I remember the 100 to 150 cows. And say, what's cows got to do with me? You're not going to call me a cow, are you? No, I'm not going to call you a cow. But I'll never forget it, and the older I get, the more analogies. And and if you've ever been raised or been around a farm, you probably get what I'm saying. These things have crazy personalities, just like your dogs do and your cats do. they got personalities. Yeah, we had a name for them all. Trixie was the kicker. And I could go on and on and on. But I remember bringing them in in the evening. And we did what we called field management where there'd be a great great big wide open field for them on Shankles farm. But we didn't give them the whole field. We managed that line by line, acre two at a time. And every day we moved that fence, we moved that fence, we moved that fence so they wouldn't trample on the good stuff. But when I was trying to lead them to where they had to go, I always had one group right here. It wouldn't matter if it was the best field, this side of heaven. Just because I told them they're going to go there, they wasn't going to go there. Even they knew it was good for them. They wasn't going to go just because Farmer Joe, says, he told me, I'm not going there. Then I had this other group in the herd that sort of just wallowed along and said, well, they'd buck against this and maybe not against that and buck against this but not against that. Then you got this other group over here that if you led them down a cliff, when should I jump? I liked all three groups and the reason because when the coyotes come, the rowdy ones get reared up. I like these guys because they were sort of the referees. They sort of kept the equilibrium going these guys over here just had to pray for them. Here's the key. Here's the key that I learned way back in those days. As the guy that was leading the herd, this group here, this group here, or this group here, got all my love, got all the guidance, and got all the attention. I looked at them as one. The Holy Spirit's saying, you know what? In this world, there will be polarization over here, over here, over here. And the Holy Spirit saying, I'm looking over you all. And he says, if you want to know my prayer requests, It's not that this group be the right ones or this one be the right ones or that one be the right ones. What he said in his word was this. He said, my prayer request is simply this, that you be one, be one. Oh, we want supernatural. We want divine miracles, signs and wonders. And we do. We want all that stuff. I guarantee it will come through the one purpose. The one, the one, the one. How do I do it, Joe? Do you have no idea the stuff I'm dealing with? And no, maybe I don't. I can't tell you what to do, but I can guide you through the Word of God what to do, and give it a good, honest try. Bear with each other, forgive each other. If you got a grievance against someone, forgive. And when you get dressed in the morning, don't forget the coat of love. Put it on. Why? It binds us all together. I read this week as I'm just about ready to land this plane. There's a gift of the Spirit, it's called speaking in tongues. But there's a fruit of the spirit that says control the tongue. We need both. And I'll tell you why. It is not my job to be right all the time. It's my job to preserve the unity that the Holy Spirit put in place at Calvary's cross. It's my job to steward. That peace, that unity. For Jesus Christ knew full well in a world that was so full of chaos, he even showed up to a church that was split. The Sadducees, the Pharisees, and the third group, the Herodians. <laughs> he had the herd. <laughs> but he said, you know what, guys? Guys? I'm not going to call you as the Sadducees, I'm not going to call you as the Pharisees, I'm just going to show you the way. And I'm asking you to do one thing, steward this unity. I know this is not a sermon that's going to make us run and hoot and holler and shout, that's not the point. But if we're going to talk about successful warfare in chapter 5 and chapter 6, I must have unity in my spirit. I've got to. I've got to. Does unity mean being an old weakling and just falling for whatever and just sitting back and believing whatever? No, 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 no. No, no. It means I will bear with one another. I will forgive one another. I will forgive one another. And I will put on love because love is what binds It all together in perfect unity why I tell you why because when we bring love and unity into the room it releases the realm of the supernatural I'll say it again I'm not hollering because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make you manufacture this emotional thing when we have unity in our minds and our hearts and our purposes It opens up the floodgates for the supernatural to be in full operation. How do you know? How do you know? This is not in my notes, but let's read it together. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, and the day of Pentecost had fully come, and they were what? With one accord, and in one place. I believe they was not just geographically in one place, but in their sense of purpose, they were in one place. Some were sad. Some were glad. Some were mad. But one purpose, one accord. And what happened? You know the rest of the story. The promise that was given, it came down. And when that came down, it's never stopped raining since. The fire has never stopped falling since. God brought them together. The Holy Spirit birthed it. And He said, let them be one. And they were one. Father, I pray today. I pray today that the words that I have given out to these dear people have been given in love, very special care, I pray, Father, that we accept the challenge not from Jody and Macbeth. I'm just another guy holding a unique office. But I pray we accept the challenge, what the Holy Spirit would say to the church, that we be good stewards, good stewards of the unity that was birthed at Calvary. I pray heavenly Father that we, we we find ourselves that we never be a person in Romans 14 and 7 says, Well, I'm just gonna do my own thing, but Romans 14 and 7 says, For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. Father, help me. I'm talking about this guy today to be good stewards of unity. We will see a release of anointing. We will receive a release and see a release of the realm of the supernatural. In these are closing days of time, the words have been prophesied and spoken, and we will see it come to pass. We will see a rise and a revival of the ministry of reconciliation in this county. We will see a coming together, even when every force of hell is trying to do all it can to, cry, to just create divisions and factions and polarizations. We will see such a coming together. A coming together in the churches of the Most High God. And as it comes together, we're ready for battle. We're ready for battle. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning into our podcast today. We pray that you've been equipped and encouraged. Continue to follow us on sccc.online and there will be resources and tools available to you. And reach out to us at any time if we can help. Have an amazing day.